from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Just seconds away from the listening lunch, but we have breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Chris Sommerfeld, New York Daily News. Here's his tweet. Quote, yes, and I can't wait to get it done. End quote. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says when asked if he has a plan for phasing out COVID vaccine mandates for indoor spaces in the city adds that he foresees an announcement on something related to this quote in the next few weeks. You know what that means? It means we may see Kyrie every game until he inevitably gets injured. Yes, sir. Yep. So Kyrie Irving could be back with the next uh, Nets full time in the next few weeks. If everything goes to plan again, this was just moments ago. Eric Adams, the new New York City mayor, saying he's trying to phase out the vaccine mandates. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Heat and five. Mm. It's my reaction to it. I know Kyrie said, wait till you see how we come out of the all-star break. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of Kyrie made a glass. Not scared of Ben Simmons can't shoot outside of five feet. I'm scared of Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. I'm scared of Kevin Durant. Yep. Sniper. Yeah. But I'm not scared of the Nets as a team in a seven game series against the Heat. Sorry. I've got the guts. Heat and five. I think it would make the NBA a little more interesting, though, coming back from the All Star break. Everybody's been expecting and waiting to see Kyrie play with this team in New York. Well, they're still going to have to wait a couple of weeks. Yeah. For sure. So until until KD can come back, I mean, it's going to be Ben Simmons and just some guys. Ben Simmons says he's close. He says he's close to being ready to go. But again, I am not trusting a Nets team that will have, as, as now we know them, what? Like maybe in a best-case scenario, 15 games together before the playoffs to be in better shape than the Heat. Yeah, 15-20. We're yeah. getting more and more healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared. Of the Bucks, I think this Heat team, especially with P.J. Tucker, is a lot better equipped, if you can ever get Morris back, a lot better equipped to handle the Bucks. I am definitely not scared of the 76ers. I'm just not. Really? Yeah, I'm not scared of the 76ers. Uh, even a little bit? Yeah, yeah, even a little bit. Well, even a little, a little bit, bit. But I, it, not to where I would say they're definitively better than the Heat. The Heat are the top seed for a reason right now. And I think that they're going to finish the regular season as the top seed. In the Eastern Conference. There's a, still a lot of time for, in the NBA season. There are a lot of moves just made. I okay. think the top three are definitely going to be rattled up a bit. Okay. Chicago doesn't scare you. No. No. When Zach Levine is saying him and DeMar DeRozan are the best duo in the league, uh-uh. No. Not scaring me. Not the Bulls. I'd take the 76 They're good. over the Bulls. When the yeah. Bulls are right behind the Heat. Are the Bulls a good? A game and a half back. No. But are they going to have Alex Caruso in the playoffs? No. Mm-mm. True. The season is, is, is done. So I'm not... I'm just not scared. Listen, the Heat have been piecemealing this whole thing together all season long to this point, and they're still the top seed in in the the Eastern Conference. So I, I, I'm not concerned. You know, you forgot somebody on the Nets that I know you're really afraid of. Goran Dragic. Okay, he'll be he I wish all the best to Goran. I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. And do they do they need depth because they just don't know about Kyrie? Sure. Can Goran defend? No. 
So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about them. And guess who's coming back that you're failing to talk about with the Heat? You talk, Jeanette talked about these moves and and all these guys going different places. Victor Oladipo's on oh the way back. Oh my goodness! I mean, you got an All Star coming back. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Okay. So that's all I'm saying is that if you're worried right now, seeing this news about the New York City vaccine mandate, that uh oh, here comes Kyrie, here come the Nets. Okay, okay, great. Is it going to make them better? Sure. Can you guarantee Kyrie's going to actually be on the floor, stay on the floor once he does come back full time? Absolutely not. Nothing about his career suggests that you're in the playoffs going to have a 100% healthy Kyrie Irving. I mean, is it beneficial maybe for him that he couldn't play home games this year? Maybe, but he usually is dinged up. I don't think you're going to see 100% Kyrie just based on his, his, his whole career. I think it's still way too early to say Heat in five. We haven't even seen all this. No, these. it's never too early to say <laughs> Heat in five, Jeanette. In fact, I'm going to say it every damn day from here on out. Mm. Heat okay. in five. Mm. Heat in five. You feel me, Stone? I do, and I think Kyrie will come back 100% healthy because I think we can at least guarantee that okay. he's done the Ponca Karma. Poncha Karma. Poncha Karma, yeah. 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 <laughs> him, him and Aaron Rodgers puking together in the same room. So he's ready. Telling each other how much they love one another. I love you. Therapeutic. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, so that's that's happening. Also, the Honda Classic is happening tomorrow. PGA mm. National. Day number one of the 2022 Bing Honda bong. Classic. And that brings <laughs> us to our Brightline Fine Line presented by Brightline. The only way to get down to see the heat with the buzzer beater train. That is the only way that I'll go down to see the heat now, again, is with the Brightline. And I'll tell you about all of their sensational options in just a moment. But I want to make sure that we are going through the uh, the lines, the uh, the betting lines for the Honda Classic. So the Brightline Fine Line. Stone, I'm going to give you these odds, Okay. And I want you to tell me what is the what's the smart money on? Okay, All so right. uh, let's go through here. Up, oh, I clicked off of it. That was a bad job. There we go. Sung J M is at plus twelve hundred. Yep. Uh, Daniel Berger plus fifteen hundred. Hometown hero Louis Oosthuizen also from this area plus two thousand. Billy Horschel same. Tommy Fleetwood great hair same. Brooks Kepka. Plus two thousand. Same thing with Joaquin Neiman, who just won at Riviera. Mm-hmm. Shane Lowry plus three thousand. Then Alexander Norn plus four thousand with Brian Harmon. So tell me, if there's money to be put on this Honda Classic field with those names, where is Stone Labanowitz's bright line, fine line? Hey, there's always money to be put. Okay, two lines for us here. I think there are actually value and worth something here. Billy Horschel is a Florida guy. Florida Gator loves the state. Weather's nice. I think he comes out. So last tournament he played in. Tied for sixth. Mm-hmm. One right before that, tied for 11th. Leads the field in the past two months in greens and regulation, okay. which is major at the Honda. Big, oh. fat greens. Nice and pretty. Leads in greens and regulations with a big deal. And one of the biggest keys in the Honda Classic is, is strokes gained off the tee. Okay. And Billy packs a big D-stick. Okay, He <laughs> likes to send it long and far. Hey-o. Hey-o. So, so oh, I think man. Billy Horschel at, at 22 to 1, or you know, plus 2,000, you can go ahead and throw a little chunk of cheddar on there. I okay. think there's good value. That'd be my first bright line, fine line. Are you just amazed at some of the things that is coming out of his mouth right now, Jeanette? Mm-hmm. Like, what a dork. I love him, but what a golf bro Nerd. Stone is. Yeah. 
total golf bro. Uh huh. D stick and put some cheddar on it. Cool. Absolutely. And then I honestly, <laughs> I think Louis as a top ten finish uh-huh. is at plus two fifty, and I think Louis hangs in there. He loves these big tournaments and he loves being down south. So I think Louis performs well. Louis so Ustay is arguably the, the the closest to winning a major, the best to winning a major that has not done it in the last, oh, I don't know, five years, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so Louis Oosthuizen, you like him. You, you'd put Stone Lebanowitz's own money on Louis Oosthuizen. To finish top 10? Yeah, I, I definitely would. Why is Brooks Kepka plus 2,000? I don't know. That form. seems like easy money. Form. Okay. Just being in and out of form, inconsistency, just don't know where to place the number. Yeah. All right, all right. That's that's fair, actually. So again, your bright line, fine line. My takeaway from that, other than D sticks and cheddar, is Louis Eustazen. Yeah, Louis Eustazen. Stone Lebanowitz likes Louis Eustazen and Billy Horschel this weekend at the Honda Classic. That's your bright line, fine line. Bright line, the buzzer beater train. Skip the traffic. Get to the heat. Why would you go any other way? The smarter way to skip traffic and get to the FTX Arena. Stay to the last shot with the bright line buzzer beater train. Bright line's buzzer beater train lets you get around that terrible traffic. Get to and from FTX Arena so you're there in time for tip-off. You stay till the very end. It's not tailgating. It's train gating. Great deals on drinks and food in the station and on board. Get the premium tickets. Live like a king or a queen. Trust me on this. Brightline, also the best way to get to South Florida's biggest events, like the Honda Classic. That's right. If you're coming from down south, Fort Lauderdale, Miami-Dade, you're listening out on the ESPN app right now, take the Brightline of the West Palm Station and get yourself to PGA National in Palm Beach Gardens, the South Beach Food and Wine Festival, taking over the 305 starting tomorrow. Get all the information you need at GoBrightline.com or on the Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com or on the Brightline app. Let's go ahead and quickly get to some listening to lunch here on Ken Levicka Live. Audio clips you need to hear. We do them on your lunchtime. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levicka. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. And let us begin with baseball. That's right. Representatives for Major League Baseball and the Players Association are at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium in Jupiter as we speak. Okay. February 28th. That's the magic day. If they don't have an agreement come to, a new collective bargaining agreement by that point, we could start missing regular season games. Right now, we're already awash through one week of spring training. How's it going? Well, let's go to the yesterday's report from SportsCenter. Now, yesterday was five hours. Little was accomplished. Where do we stand today? Well, three hours today and even less was accomplished. At least if you talk to the league, they feel like the union went backwards a little bit. They actually asked for a little bit more in the minimum salary structure going forward, 5,000 or more per year after this year. But the union feels like they countered that by asking for less players to enter the arbitration system after two years. They went from 80% to 75%. But here's an example of the disconnect between the sides. The league is not willing to budge on the Super 2 status. They say 22% of second-year players win their arbitration, and that's the way it's going to be. So the union is offering 80%, 75%. It doesn't matter to the league. So that's why adding to the minimum only sends this backwards in the, in the mind of the league. Now, here's the other thing. The league, once again, in conversation with the union, asked for a federal mediator to step in to help this matter along. The union said, no, we'll talk directly to you. We don't need a third party but maybe they do, or at least they need something to change the dynamic right now. None of this is that unexpected, though, this early in the week. A lot of this will probably come to a head 
Saturday, Sunday, maybe even early next week as Great. well. So plenty of time, so to speak. Ah, uh, yes, plenty of time, even though we left this to the last possible minute before it's going to start affecting the season. All that stuff to me, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's just Mandarin in there. It, they make it seem so nonchalant yeah, and it's, casual. It, it's like, a, all these technical terms and financials, and I understand it. They're trying to come to common ground. Collective bargaining agreements are elaborate. But here's my problem. These people are sitting up there at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium right now, and they're meeting for maybe three or five hours at a time. Sit down and figure it the hell out. Especially for when you have seven days to do it. That's seven. I mean, they had seven weeks to do it and didn't start sitting down until, what, two and a half weeks ago? Ooh, ooh, uh, spring training's coming up. We might want to start resolving this. They had plenty of time to do it. And I kept hearing, oh, well, negotiations, they really get moving late, 11th hour. That's no way to do business. That's trash. What if today, here at ESPN 106.3, we sat down and we said, oh, let's come up for our plan for the Honda Classic for the next four days. You think that's good business? Uh-uh. Absolutely not. So here's here's my plea to those in Jupiter right now. Well within hearing distance of the ESPN 106.3 signal. Send someone out there, explain it to us like we're first graders, and figure it out. Because I'm saying this extremely seriously. I haven't taken one baseball call of substance on this show, and this station hasn't taken a baseball call of substance in four and a half months. Do you understand how bad that is? In Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, where you have an influx of New Yorkers Mm. and New Englanders, Yankees fans, Mets fans, Red Sox fans, and we haven't taken a call of any substance about baseball in four and a half months, and you want to know why? Because apathy has set in. Want to know why? Because Rob Manfred is running this thing into the ground. And want to know why? Because the players cannot make any sort of concession. Figure it out. Simply said. Yeah. Figure it out. You said it all, Ken. We've got millions upon millions upon millions of dollars on the table. Figure out how to delineate it. Enough already. Enough already. Because honestly, Jeanette, it seems like, it seems like we are in a spot where there is nothing, nothing that people care about right now as far as baseball storylines. We don't know when the season's going to start. I, I mean, there's nothing. We haven't had anything in four and a half months here. Like, which is that there's so much baseball surrounding us in yeah. Palm Beach and the Treasure Coast. We are, we are, that's probably the worst indicator right now of how baseball is viewed is that on this station, in this market, Nobody wants to talk about it. I bet there are some people that don't even remember who won the World Series. Does the World Series happen? And then there's been nothing. Nope. Nothing. It's the Braves, by the way. Listening lunch here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick alive with Jeanette Javier. Uh, J.J. Redick. J.J. Mm. Redick was on SportsCenter. Mm. He is not happy with his former teammate, Zion Williamson, who hasn't played. He's got foot problems, and he's just sort of MIA from the New Orleans Pelicans. C.J. McCollum, two weeks ago, a full two weeks ago, was traded by the Portland Trailblazers to New Orleans. C.J. McCollum at the All-Star break said, yeah, I haven't talked to Zion yet. Uh, J.J. Redick, not happy. Here's him from First Take yesterday. Look, I I wasn't the best player on any team I was on, but if there was a, a buyout possibility, if there was a trade possibility, 
I would always reach out to team. I, I called Ursan Ilyasova, I called Marco, I called Wes Matthews trying to get him to come to Philly. Like this just shows a complete lack of investment in your team, in the organization, in the city. I get that he's hurt and away from the team, but you just traded for one of the 50 best players in the league. A guy that's supposed to be paired with you. Reach out and say hello. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are seeing again and again. And look, I was his teammate. I can describe him as a detached teammate. Wow. That, that, is, that is an accurate statement. This is just, this is basic. Very big statement. Basic level yeah. of humanity being a teammate. Send a text to a guy when he gets traded to your team. That is just normal behavior. That's the bar minimum that you have to do. And the Pelicans yesterday sent out an email for season tickets for next year. Guess who wasn't in the email? Whose name was not in the email? Zion's. Like, what the heck is going on in New Orleans, Stephen A? Are we in bust territory with Zion Williamson right now? I don't know. I mean, that's pretty strong stuff from, from J.J. Redick, right, Jeanette? Yes. We, have, we don't have the sample size for the bust conversation. But th maybe that's why he's a bust. Yes, Or he's exactly. entering that territory. There is no conversation. Right. There has been no success with Zion Williams. So there's another word for that. Yes. I mean, if his if his feet, if he can't walk, he had to relearn how to walk. If his feet can't hold him up, if he can't play, that's a bust, right? By definition? Yes. Not only that, but not only on the court, but also around your team. When, you got called, when you're called a detached teammate, yeah. that is not a positive look no. at all. It definitely... It, it seems like he's checked out, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know what's going to happen now is Knicks fans, oh, come to New York, Zion, come to New York. Like, that'll fix things. That's a stable organization. They've done a great job of cultivating talent over the years. Can you imagine if that's the remedy for everything? I oh, I broke a leg. Come to the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, your, your feet are constantly fractured and you have to relearn how to walk? Come to the Mecca. Uh, I, I, it is very inconsiderate. And Zion Williamson's the face of that franchise still, still. And he's completely checked out. I mean, that's what if you what if you started a job and you have come from a place where you had a lot of success and you're headed to a place where you're being brought in to sort of change a culture and the employees there, Jeanette, didn't reach out to you beforehand. That's a bad look, right? Absolutely. It says a lot about the culture of the organization uh -huh. that you just joined. And it kind of makes you very confused about how you play into the organization's goals, future. And, like, this is my new home. Sort of gives you a good idea of what that place might be all about, which is not a whole lot. Yeah. You're right. The the culture of the Pelicans, Zion Williamson, unfortunately, sort of embodies that entire thing, it seems like. He's not there. He doesn't communicate with anybody. He's away from the team. And that's sort of reflective of the entire organization. Not good. And that is as severe of a takedown as you're going to hear from J.J. Redick, right? Who also is the most attractive athlete that's ever existed. <laughs> I have to say that. Last week, I also said was a, uh, a former Heat sharpshooter. Yes, you did. Last Wednesday. Never Definitely played for not. the Heat. Nope. Yeah, play for the Magic. Yep, yep. Jason Capono was who I was thinking of. And again, <laughs> uh, it's because they all look the same. Uh, listening lunch here no, on ESPN 106.3. No, uh, Tim Hasselbeck on uh, NFL Live yesterday. He had a bold Russell Wilson prediction. I think he ends up getting moved. I think he wants out of Seattle. I think that was made clear last offseason. And I think Seattle is ready to move on from him. The big question for the Seahawks is, you know, who's his replacement? I think a year ago they were unhappy with their options. Uh, I think based on how Wilson played this past season and maybe some of the quarterbacks on the move, they may feel better about it. And so I think Russell Wilson 
has played his last down as a Seahawk. And Russell Wilson, if he's available, what are the teams that would entertain that? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Maybe the Tennessee Titans. Yes, both of those I could see. Possibly I- Minnesota. They're saying the same about bringing in Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if, I mean, the Dolphins at least have to inquire, right? I know you're married to Tua, but isn't Russell Wilson, even though he's more of a short-term? Why not? Why not? You might as well. Now, that has to be, if you're going to overly inquire for Russell Wilson, then you have to completely cut ties with Tua. Of course. After how you've screwed him around over the last Mm -hmm. two years, and especially this last season with Deshaun Watson. But that's Tampa? Yes. Uh, Tennessee? Absolutely, Tennessee. Uh, Minnesota? I could see it. It seems like they're ready to get rid of Kirk Cousins, right? Wouldn't Washington be a place? For sure, but they're going to draft somebody. They will. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, I guess you don't. Well, I don't know. If you're drafting a quarterback, is it good to have Russell Wilson in front of that quarterback for Mm. a little bit? Yeah. But would Russell Wilson want to be in that situation where he has to be tasked with? He's got mentor vibes. Mentor vibes. What exactly is a mentor vibe? What do you feel off of Russell Wilson that gives you that sense? Just the weight, the the vocal, way too vocal. Like, likes to talk about everything and lead by example. Like, he's the first one in, last one out. He's that guy. It's funny how he thinks the Watt family is corny, but Russell Wilson? Ah, he's a teacher. Russell Wilson is the most corny quarterback in the NFL. At least he said it. At least he said it. Thank you. Because I thought you were going to give him a pass on that. Which we would have. I was ready to destroy you with. But you also have to have the the capital to be able to go and get a Russell Wilson. We'll ask Mike Tannenbaum this at 145. um, But is he a multiple first-round pick guy? Based on his production over the last couple of years? Or could you do it for like a first and a second? It's a good question. First and a third? I'd say he's multiple first. I would give him that title. Yeah. I'd go for like a first and a second. Okay. We'll ask Mr. T about it. What would he be giving up? What would he be giving up for Russell Wilson? <laughs> Russell Wilson. What would you give up for him? What is he worth? What would you give up for Russell Wilson if the Seahawks do indeed, like Tim Hasselbeck predicts, are going to dangle him? Going to put him up? To be moved this offseason. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. I uh, want to tell you about what you can't give up. And that is, well, making sure your air conditioning is in great shape. Because it is hot. It is muggy. You feel that this morning? The humidity starting to creep in now. That's the worst part of the summer is the humidity, and it's starting to get thick and soupy and gross. And if your AC goes down, guess what happens? Your home becomes heavy and soupy and gross and moldy and awful. And if your AC is broken, it's just bad times all around. EDS air conditioning is how you remedy that situation. Here's a good idea. Get the maintenance. But it might be too late for some of you. So then you got to replace the whole thing. The place to go to for both is EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. They're using the best equipment. It's hard to stop a train. Family-owned and operated since 2006. They know South Florida, and they are working appointment times around you and your schedule. You're busy. They know that. 
They don't want to hold you hostage. Want to know why? Because they want you to keep coming back if you have problems, if you need your AC cleaned out, if you need new filters, if you need your plumbing worked on. They are so versatile. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. That's EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is yes. When we return, it is time to review movies. It is Jeanette Javier's Sports Movie Spectacular. White men can't jump. Jeanette Javier, I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LeVicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LeVicka. Hey, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. We started the show discussing our all sports look at me team. This is an extensive roster we put together, right, Jeanette? Like, we, we definitely rolled through some of these names here. So, Aaron Rodgers is our captain, right? Yes. LeBron James, co captain. Yes. Kyrie Irving, he's on this team, of course. Jerry Jones, he's the owner mm-hmm. of this franchise, actually. Tom Brady got placed on it. Again, when you post on Facebook like a 65-year-old aunt, yeah, you're looking <laughs> at me. Tom Brady is certainly on this uh, this roster. Alex Rodriguez, uh-huh. Skip Bayless, oh, yeah. Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jordan, okay, okay, to an extent. Like, I suppose he's a little look at me. You know what? I don't think he'd be a look at me on this roster, the Sports All Look at Me team, before the documentary. But I think the documentary has brought more conversation out about, oh, he's so competitive, and well, MJ did it like this, and this story about MJ with the Bulls, and it rekindled that legend, and it introduced that 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 Michael Jordan story to a new generation. Listen and to that's where that's where he gets put on this look at me team when in reality we're just praising his greatness. Listen to yourself right now. I love MJ. Listen to yourself. The way you love completely you, MJ. Spe- like skewed that. Oh, his greatness is why he's being so seen and that's why he's so obnoxious right now. Hey man, Say I'm, the same thing about Tom Brady. That's exactly Tom Brady's the same great. Thing. Tom Brady's great. Tom Brady's great. But absolutely, uh, absolutely not. Um, absolutely not as legendary. Okay, I'll stand for I'll stand what? for MJ at all times. What did you think of MJ being at Daytona and then hopping on the private jet? It was pulling up right at right at the NBA seventy five. Legendary, legendary. No that, look at me though. No look at me. I mean, he's the owner of that and NASCAR. I mean, he team. is for sure. His his driver Bubba Wallace came second. I think lost by half a car length. Ugh, and then. He gets on the private jet, gets on the old PJ, as they call it, rolls up to Cleveland, doesn't have to spend more time in Cleveland than he has to. That's a baller move. Gangster. Gets there for <laughs> the top 75 and gets the hell out. I mean, that's a legend right there. That's it, not looking at me. That's being efficient. That's the answer I was looking for. You're exactly right. It was so awesome. That's throwing your cash around. I would agree with that. That's it's doing just, it the right way, he man. Is, it's boss. He is. He's making the moves that he can. I think Michael Jordan's the most on-the-fence me- uh, member of this all-sports uh, look-at-me team. Uh, now, we also talked about the, the life inconveniences, the insignificant yet annoying life inconveniences. Mine is when you go to the gas pump and the latch doesn't work, so you have to stand there and hold the handle for the entire time you fill up your car. Uh, or the Keurig machine here in the office. I mean, come on. If... You use all the water, fill it up. 
Yeah. Just fill it up, right? Very simple. Very. That's what courteous people yeah, do. It's not hard. No. Stones was a little weak. He said, oh, turn faster. Okay? Turn faster when you're driving. Okay, I'll get into an accident. Thanks, Stone. <laughs> well, good good contribution. But then <laughs> we did find that people that, that uh, bring it out wide to make a right-hand turn in a parking lot, that's annoying. Insignificant, but annoying. Absolutely. A life inconvenience. Uh, Mark Sheffield says the most annoying is when people cook fish in the microwave in an office and oh. stick up the whole place. <laughs> is that insignificant, though? It's, I'm guilty. I'm so guilty of that. Wait, you, when did you do that? Oh. I've done that before many times. I was just about to say, who Many times? Many times. And nobody, why did you keep doing it? Did no one say anything to you? No, nobody said anything. So I continued making my salmon and... Salmon. And it's salmon. There's an L there and it's not a silent <laughs> vowel. It is a silent. It's sign. not A-E-I-R-U or sometimes Y. So it's the L is there. It's a silent L. No, it's not. It's salmon. It's... But anyway, I have no problem and I will own the fact that I microwave a piece of salmon with rice and vegetables for lunch. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Man. Uh, I am affected. All right, uh, I don't even know how to continue on. It's not salmon, salmon. No. But it doesn't distract from the fact that you, multiple times you have cooked fish in the office. Now, if you are going to heat up fish in the office, salmon is the one you want to do because it has the least fish smell to it. You see? I it's think sort of the people. chickeny. Is there any difference between a deuce or some <laughs> stinky fish floating around the office? What is the difference? Uh you have to be a certain type of human if you take a deuce and you do not properly flush the toilet. No, but that's not it. There's there's ancillary just smell from it. Subsequent, you know. You can't control that though. Well, you can. You don't eat microwavable fish. Yeah, and here at ESPN West Palm, we have to go to a whole other building, so everybody knows over there what we're doing when we walk <laughs> into that building. Hey, can I have the key, please? Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, can I have the uh, the deuce key? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need the key, Jeanette? Uh, I gotta take a deuce. <laughs> I'm glad that's what I said. You know what, though? That's an interesting question. Would you rather be in an office where there's ancillary bathroom stench or fish smell from the microwave? That is a great question because I honestly think it's a toss-up. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's get to Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular. Jeanette who, uh, before she started at ESPN 106.3, did not watch any sports movies, any sports-related movies in her lifetime. And because she is our Dominican radio queen, she gives her reviews one through five, but not just a simple numeric rating system, using plantains. Again, not bananas. They're the Hispanic bananas. No, they're not bananas. Stop comparing them to bananas. You do this every single week. I'm over it. One through five. One one plantain being bad. Five plantains being good. That's the rating system. And this week, after a run of football movies, and well, baseball, baseball. after that, we go to basketball. And yes. it is the hit Ron Shelton comedy, White Men Can't Jump. Now, I think this was the first full-length Wesley Snipes movie I've ever seen in my life. Okay, what other movie do you remember him from? None. Okay. I just know that he had a lot of tax problems. <laughs> <I knew. laughs> so yes. that's how I know. That actually Wesley is Snipes. the guy who had the tax problems. Yes, he is in this movie. And Woody Harrelson, who I love from Zombieland. <laughs> so, great movies. Not Cheers, but Zombieland. Zombieland, yes. <laughs> so, and one and two. I work with a bunch of infants. <laughs> 
So first things first, movie was made in 1992. Okay. 90s street style was elite. Zubaz. The Zubaz, the like the bright colored shorts uh-huh. with the shirts tucked in. Yeah. Guys were flying. They pulled it off. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> Bring it back. They used to put the bills of the hats, lean them up. Oh, yeah. and, and I loved it with the design too. It was so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> but I and in this, I noticed. That the guy who wears the Michael Jordan jersey or the Magic Johnson jersey, too, at a pickup game of basketball is the absolute worst kind of pickup (laughs) basketball player. Uh, Uh, And it is always the guy who does absolutely nothing uh, as the movie kind of reflects. Or plays really hard defense. You know what? Oh, yes. And that that lasts until this day. The guy who wears an NBA jersey while playing pickup basketball is the worst guy. That is a very astute (laughs) observation on uh, on your point. He did absolutely nothing but talk a bunch of poo-poo. Which, talking a bunch of Mm poo-poo, they came after my girl Jane Fonda saying there's no need for geriatric stuff, Jane Fonda. Oh, boy. Why are we always talking bad about Jane Fonda <laughs> yeah, on this show? Yeah. I don't appreciate that. But by the way, I want to make sure that uh, we we repeat that our marketing director, Courtney, marketing director, Courtney, our um, Aaron Rodgers insider, said that Jane Fonda would be a possible a possible bow of Aaron Rodgers. No. M- maybe. Whatever. Jane Fonda. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would be so lucky to have Jane Fonda. A little hookup. Ooh, that would get spicy. <laughs> no. Anyways. So another line that I like is, this is the look of the Irish, but I'm not Irish, so you figure it out. It was when they were playing basketball, mm-hmm. and they were going back and forth. But my my favorite, most ultimate thing were the Yo Mama jokes. Okay. There were Yo Mama jokes sprinkled all over, mm-hmm. which is classic 90s humor. So I'm going <laughs> to kind of test them out on y'all to see okay. what it goes, okay? All right. Your mother's so poor, uh-huh. I saw her kicking cans, and I asked what she was doing, and she said, moving. Uh. Your mama's so old, she used to drive chariots to high school. Uh. Mm. Your mama's so fat that when she fell over, she broke her leg and gravy poured out. Mm-hmm. I told your mother to act her age, and the lady dropped dead. These were your mama jokes all from the movie, and I was cracking up. Because <laughs> what else do you do? And by the way, I want everybody to have the visual. Jeanette does not watch these movies with anybody. She watches them, <laughs> watches them by herself. So if she says she's cracking up in a movie... She's watching it. Oh, no. I'm very alone. dedicated to my craft. <laughs> There's been a couple people who've like, Jeanette, do you want to watch the movie together? Mm-hmm. I said, no. This is a legit experience for me. Right. I'd sit on my, with my laptop. I take my notes, and I watch the th- movies by myself. She lets it wash over her. And also, I love the interracial couple, but I love the fact that the Puerto Rican girlfriend, of course, her last name was Clemente. <laughs> yes. Roberto Clemente, uh-huh. Gloria Clemente. Uh-huh. I made that. Rosie Perez, this was uh, this is her. This is what made me fall in love with her. I love Rosie Perez. I've never seen her before. <laughs> man, man, I work with infants here. <laughs> Where is she from? Uh, I mean, a lot. But this was like her first breakout hit. And she was wonderful. And I was so happy when she made it onto Jeopardy. Yeah. Spoil alert! Spoil alert! That's the that's the feel good part she, of the and movie. And she looked like the queen that she was yeah. in all her Puerto Ricanness. Now, you, uh, her and Woody Harrelson, real life. Do you think that's a couple that would work? Mm, I can see it. Okay. Because they both have a little like personality to them. Yeah. That could mesh. They could yeah. have be like that really fun couple. Nothing serious long term, but it's going through that stage where I'm just looking for some fun and I want a partner. Got it. That Got would it. be the Woody Harrelson and Gloria Clemente. Any other uh, takeaways from this one? Are you ready to uh, give your plantains? I need to say this because it made me very sad to see him on screen. Rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Ah, uh, yes. I had the the shout out has to go to him. He was on it. 
Um, and of course, spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the movie and you're interested, I was absolutely the scene where they shot Billy, but they didn't really do it. Mm-hmm. That absolutely got me. <laughs> I was I, I literally almost flipped my laptop. Man, I have a feeling this is going to get a high plantain score. It, at the end of the day, the movie was cute. Okay. It was cute. Ooh, that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. No, it's one of the. I sat down and I was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to watch this movie, if I'm if I'm scrolling on a Sunday, would I s- sit there and watch the movie? I don't know. So I'm going to give it a solid three plantains. All right, three plantains by Jeanette. Three plantains for white men can't jump, and that is Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular. Good, but not great. Yeah, it's more like it's cute. Isn't that what you gave the blind side? Was three plantains? Yes. Yeah. So the blind side and white men can't jump get the uh, the same score. Uh, real quick, Tony is in West Palm. Tony is on Ken Levick alive. Uh, Tony. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up, buddy? Hey, Tony. I have to I have to say I would give it four platanos porque white men can't jump was real good. And you you missed a couple of things like you missed the part where the dude had to go rob a store to get money to get in the game. Oh, that, <laughs> that, was, was, that was hilarious. That was funny. And then, then he was like, take the, take, take the hood off. Like, I know who you are. <laughs> then he went up to Woody and he went up to Wesley Snacks and was like, yo, screw both of y'all. I'm going to go to my car, get my gas, uh-huh. and I'm going to come get everybody. Like, <laughs> yep. that was wild. Yep. And yo, for just a little bit of history for you, Jeanette, the Hall of Famer, Rosie Perez is the answer to what if Cardi B wasn't a rapper, basically. She she was basically Cardi B in the 90s, but without rapping. That she is... did a lot of stuff for, like, for In Living Color also. She was, she's, she's historic. Tony, I okay. have not heard that analogy before, but hearing you explain it, it makes sense. I actually, I am into that. And again, as she gets older, I still love Rosie Perez all the time. Quickly, Rocco is in West Palm. What's up, Rocco? <laughs> Well, what's up, fellas? I got to correct you there. Rosie started out with Spike Lee's girl and do the right thing. Yeah, I forgot. I, I, but was that her first breakout or was White Men Can't that Jump was, really where she broke That was her first movie. Out? I know, but it wasn't. Yeah, like that was it. her first movie because I just, I just saw it the other day. And when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, that was her first movie. Rocco, Rocco, what language, language, Rocco. Oh, oh shit, did I? Oh, Rocco, oh my God, Rocco. I tried to save him, and I couldn't. <laughs> Listen, what I will say, and appreciate the call, I think, Rocco, uh, is, uh, is, yes, that movie was her first movie, but just because a movie is your first movie doesn't mean you're, that's your breakout hit. Mm-hmm. White Man Can't Jump was the breakout hit for Rosie Perez, but yes, it was not her first movie. She looked great in it. Ooh, how, how hot is Rosie Perez in White Man Can't Jump? Demon fue- oh! Fuego alert. Yeah, oh, my God. Huge fuego alert. And in a natural transition, hot Rosie Perez to Mike Tannenbaum. Jeanette Javier, I'm Ken LaVica. Mike Tannenbaum next. We're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Just a couple of seconds away from Mike Tannenbaum. He is our NFL insider here on Ken LaVica Live. Pal Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. He also longtime NFL agent. He is our sports agent and sports law insider here on Ken LaVica Live. And Pat's going to be with us at the Honda Classic on Friday. He'll join us Friday. It'll be uh, myself and Pierre Garcon tomorrow at the Honda Classic. It will be... 
Uh, myself and Keeley Ferguson Friday at the Honda Classics. All the festivities getting going at PGA National. That is Ken Levick Alive on location at the Honda Classic tomorrow and Friday. Joining us now is the former head man in the front office for the Jets and the Dolphins. He is our NFL insider here on Ken Levick Alive. He is Mike Tannenbaum joining us for his weekly spot. Uh, Mike, real quick before we dive into some NFL stuff here, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the nine-page-long Instagram post, and then he gets on Pat McAfee yesterday and says, hey, I'm just grateful. I've just got some gratitude for you. Just watching old sports. Uh, who is the most look-at-me person in sports right now where you just can't escape them no matter where you go? Yeah, it could be him, you know. Um, <laughs> he's just, like, certainly sucking the oxygen out of the room. That's for sure. So, uh, um, I, love, yeah. I love it. I love you, Mike. That is perfect. So let's start with Aaron Rodgers. So he had his 12-day cleanse, and he's full of gratitude now, and we know that there's a decision looming on him. It certainly seemed like some of the verbiage in that was a farewell. There's cryptic pictures where he's not in them on that Instagram post. Ultimately, just your gut right now. What do you think Aaron Rodgers does? Is it Green Bay? Is it retire? Is it go somewhere else? Just in your gut, what do you feel with him? Yeah, I don't think it's Green Bay. I think if he was coming back, he would have said it by now. Yeah. So I think the harder decision is to leave, and I think that's clearly the way he's uh, he's going. So I'd be surprised at this point if he came back. Uh, Odell Beckham, uh, his his partner gave birth to their child. It has been quite a year for him leaving Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland does not appreciate OBJ at all. But then he wins the Super Bowl. He was an integral part of their late season and playoff run. Overall, the view of Odell Beckham in the league is what? Yeah, he did a great job of resurrecting his career once he got to uh, L.A. So, um, you know, I think to me, Ken, like the biggest challenge for the Rams repeating is going to be um, the salary cap. But if they can bring the band back, they're going to be tough to beat. And uh, I'm assuming OBJ will be you know, healthy at some point during the season. Did you buy, ever buy into the rumors that Sean McVay might be retiring after the Super Bowl? I think we're going to see coaches work less. Um, I don't think we'll see them work. You know, I, I just I wouldn't be surprised to see him transition to broadcasting at some point. Um, I'm not saying that's today or tomorrow, but um, I think with those things where there's smoke, there's fire. Here with Mike Tannenbaum, our NFL insider here on Ken Levick Alive, again, formerly in charge of the Jets and the Dolphins. And I want you to put your, your GM cap on. Uh, and this time of year, as we're heading into the combine and you're really starting to dig in on the draft, what are you doing, you and your front office, right now in this, this in-between time? Yeah, this is a great time of year, actually, because it's um, a lot of strategy and you know, if we go back a year ago, this is when Carson Wentz was traded. I'm sure what the Colts saw was like, hey, we're not going to be able to get, you know, Mac Jones, um, you know, Justin Fields, all those other quarterbacks going to be gone. So if Philip Rivers is retiring, you know, the best chance for us is to go get Carson Wentz. And a lot of your strategy is being finalized now. Uh, I want to play this. Tim Hasselbeck, someone you work with uh, at ESPN, he was on NFL Live yesterday, and he was talking about Russell Wilson, and here's what he had to say about Russell Wilson, his offseason, and his future with the Seahawks. Getting moved. I think he wants out of Seattle. I think that was made clear last offseason, and I think Seattle is ready to move on from him. The big question for the Seahawks is, you know, who's his replacement? I think a year ago they were unhappy with their options, uh, I think based on how Wilson played this past season and maybe some of the quarterbacks on the move, they may feel better about it. And so I think Russell Wilson has played his last down as a Seahawk. 
Do you agree that Russell Wilson's time in Seattle is done? Yeah, I think I agree with Tim on that. You know, it's time to move on, and uh, I think it's one of those things where um, if I'm Pittsburgh or New Orleans, I'm a quarterback away. I got championship defenses in both of those teams, and then I think on the other hand, you know, Seattle's more than one player away, so if we can get three first-round picks, I think that's something they got to strongly consider. Yeah, you mentioned those two teams, and we had actually kind of speculated where's a good fit for him, and Jeanette had brought up Tampa because, selfishly, she wants to see Russell Wilson in a Tampa Bay uniform. Uh, We had brought up Tennessee potentially uh, being a destination. Uh, Those two teams, I I mean, I feel like Tennessee probably, by your criteria, Mike, is probably a quarterback away, right? Uh, I'm a big Tannehill guy, actually. You know, they've won a lot of games with him that, they were the one seed. Obviously, he didn't play well in the loss to the Bengals. But when you look at the totality of the season, I think all things considered, you know, Tannehill played well. And if that team was healthy uh, for the better part of the season, who knows um, how much further they could have gone. But um, certainly Adam Rodgers is better than Tannehill. But, but by and large, I, I think Tannehill gives him a chance to win. For the sake of me asking, the Dolphins, I mean, obviously, I'm sure that they would want to maybe inquire, but you also don't want to put Tua through that again, and also they don't seem like one player off, right? Yeah, I, I think for them, like by hiring Mike McDaniel, I think they're saying, hey, like we want to see what we could go, go with Tua, and um, I'd be surprised if they brought in someone like Aaron Rodgers. I think, you know, it, it's what when you watch what they've done, you know, keeping the defensive staff together, bringing in the coach they did, I think they're really all about seeing how far two could take him. What are you giving up for a Russell Wilson? What do you think he commands on the trade market? Multiple first-round picks. Okay. And again, I think the day he walks into fill-in-the-blank Pittsburgh, uh, certainly New Orleans, they're Super Bowl contenders. So I don't think you can overpay greatness, Kent. Mike, awesome stuff. Really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, thank you for... You, you've you made Stone and Jeanette right against me on the multiple first-round picks, so they're very happy with you. Well done, as always. We'll talk to you <laughs> next week, okay? All right, Ken. Thank you. Awesome. Mike Tannenbaum, he's our NFL insider. He is good at what he does. Front office, Jets, Dolphins, the boss man, and he joins us every week here on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, so, Jeanette, I think we learned some lessons today. Absolutely, okay? yes. Uh, therapeutic vomiting is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that apparently works. And pooping. And pooping. Uh, if, if you want to get right, many enemas, many days of enemas, Mm-hmm. Okay, many days of enemas. It's just the Aaron Rodgers way. And in between trips to the bathroom, you find time to meditate. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Between trips to the bathroom, uh, the vomiting. What are we doing? Like, what, what is happening? You realize the Super Bowl was a week and a half ago, right? And already the biggest news <laughs> in sports is Aaron Rodgers eating mustard or eating butter. I don't know. <laughs> eating butter and... Vomiting and evacuating and enema in. Welcome to the off season, baby. <laughs> the offseason's here. Yes. Please give us the draft or something. Something, please. Drop in. We're in for the long haul. And hey, remember, heat and five. And it's salmon, not salmon. Salmon. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levicka. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll try and be better. I can't promise you anything. We're live on ESPN 1063.